Warhorse, and you're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast, too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Welcome, everybody, to the Four Sides Podcast. My name is Caleb Carter. I'm your host. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to us. We're currently at the Charleston High School in Charleston, Missouri, because we've got CCW Chaos in Charleston 2 tonight. And right now, I am actually sitting with one of the CCW wrestlers. This is one of the biggest Hulkamaniacs that I have probably ever met in my life. So let's cut right to the chase. This is Chris Slammer. Slammer, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome, brother. Thanks for having me on your show. Great, absolutely. Thanks for agreeing to come on here and just kind of talk a little bit, yeah. you know? More than obliged. Awesome. So, you actually tell me this is your first time ever doing a podcast with somebody, First correct? time ever on a podcast, so uh, forgive me for my nervousness. And uh, you should have seen the first time I did my podcast. I was actually... Like, it was just me, but I was nervous, too. So Okay, I mean, this is about as scary as stepping into between the ring ropes of that squared circle. I w- see, I would have <clears> expected <throat> you to say something like, this is scarier than stepping in between Andre the Giant and King Kong Bundy, oh, so being the Hulkamaniac I, and stuff. It, I, those, those were two of the toughest matches I ever had in my life, standing in the ring with a 7'4 Andre the Giant at WrestleMania mm-hmm. three in front of 93,000 people. Yeah, what was it like body slamming oh, him? Just the... It was incredible, and just the sound of the 93,000 fans roaring through there, I could never, ever duplicate that, ever. Yeah, that's just a feeling you can't really brother. duplicate, brother. <laughs> okay, so just kind of to start off today, obviously we all get into the business for a reason. We all become wrestlers for a reason. Like, what was your, what was that one moment where it's like, hey... I'm Chris. I want to become a wrestler. Well, about I'm going to try not to give my age away. I'm a little bit older than what everybody would probably perceive there, so I probably won't get. Well, I'm not. I'm not yeah. I probably won't tell my real age just to. Well, I'll just say this. Um, I've said this on previous episodes. Uh, we don't judge on four sides. No judge. So, I mean, no judge no judgment here. But I've been a lifelong. I've been a lifelong Hulkamaniac. But before that. I watched a wrestling organization called World Class Championship Wrestling before I even knew what the WWF was. Ooh. And I was a small kid, and I was a big fan of Kerry Von Erich mm-hmm. and the Von Erichs, and I just... How about the Freebirds? The Freebirds hated them because they were against the Von Erichs. I, they had their heat. I didn't like them. They did, did their job. But Kerry Von Erich, you know, just was awesome loved the iron claw i thought the iron claw was the greatest move ever made there was also guys like in the at that time rick rude was there ravishing one gino hernandez oh gosh the fantastics just all those guys then i guess i'm really getting into how i got into to watching wrestling a little bit different than becoming one but I guess this leads up to it. Then one Sunday morning, we just so happened to flip over to Channel 11 at the time, and WWF Superstars was on. And I seen Hillbilly Jim. That's going way back. Way back. And I got to tell Hillbilly Jim this, too. Hillbilly Jim was the first wrestling match that I seen on a WWF program. Really? Yep. He gave the guy the big boot, pinned him, 
I was hooked on WWF. I, the production, the over-the-top characters were just, I mean, immediately grabbed me. And then there was Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. And as soon as Hulk Hogan busted out there and told you to, told me to train, say my prayers, eat my vitamins, I knew that I wanted to lift weights and I wanted to be a wrestler. And I've literally, my entire life, y'all, a lot of people probably know I am a UPS driver. I've been there for 16 years, but there's always just been one thing that I've ever always wanted to be, and that is to be a wrestler. Wow, that's amazing. And I always wanted to be a WWF wrestler. Of course. Of course. I know a lot of people are... I, and this is going into another direction, but you got your AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE. Mm-hmm. I'll probably always call it WWF, even though it's been 20 years since they changed their name. So I get so many people. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm younger, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like some people at work who know I'm into wrestling, but they're kind of... Mm, I don't want to say older. I don't want to offend anybody, mm-hmm. but it's like... They always come up and they're like, Caleb, you watch that WWF, don't you? I'm like, well, it's actually WWE now, but yeah, yeah. I, I am into that. And that, you know, I'm, I'm into, I'm just into wrestling. Of course, I, like I said, I'm always a WWE guy. That's the main thing that I love. But there's a lot of wrestling out there, and I think everybody should just enjoy wrestling. I see an awful lot of bashing on wrestling. I see a lot of people bashing Vince McMahon over some things that he does. I'm not going to say I agree with everything that happens in the world of professional wrestling, but there's a reason for the things that happen like they do. And there's a reason he's got a billion-dollar business, too. Mm -hmm, So he must be making some pretty, pretty... wise educated decisions even if it does everybody's not going to be happy right. i owned a gym for seven years of my life and i did i if i moved a bench press from here to there somebody would cry about yep everybody cannot make everybody happy yep everybody's it's always amazing. gonna everybody's always gonna complain about something everybody's gonna complain about something so you just gotta and i kind of have i kind of have that same mind whenever people complain about like what Vince McMahon does. It's mm-hmm. like, like I don't agree with it, but like there must be a reason he's doing it because I mean, how long has how long has the WWF or the WWE or it was even the WWWF? And before that, it was called Capital Sports Wrestling. Yeah, take you back now. That was probably before my time too. But I mean, it's been around for like I don't even. I don't even know how many years. Like, I know it's been over 50. Yeah, and, you know, Vince Sr. had it, and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that Vince Jr. is doing now, Vince Sr. probably rolling over in his grave because sure. both their logics were totally different. You know, you know, uh, Vince Sr. fired Hulk Hogan for being in the Rocky movie, but uh, and then Vince Jr. hired him in, you know, and was ready to take – take it to a whole you know he's the owner now he's going to take it in a whole different direction you're my guy let's let's do it so i guess that was before so i'm i'm not exactly sure was he in rocky before or after he won the he beat the iron sheik to win the belt that was before yeah i was wanting to say it was before it was before like because, like, if Vince Sr. fired him and then Vince Jr. rehired him, 
and said, you're going to be the top guy. Like, that would obviously be before he won the belt from Sheik because I think he held on to the title like three years, three after, years. after he beat Sheik. And then he got controversially beat by Andre the Giant. Yeah, never got beat by him. Never technically got beat by him, but I Just mean, them evil twin referee Hebner's, <laughs> the Earl Hebner, that dirty Earl Hebner. Yeah, I know, right? I'll get my hands on him, brother, mm-hmm. taking my belt away. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you were kind of a, well, you still are UPS driver, correct? I am a UPS driver. So uh, obviously, CCW has kind of helped you live your dream as a wrestler. It literally came at the time where I thought probably wrestling may not be in the cards anymore. I trained at a place, I, I, I shouldn't say trained, my dream was to go to a wrestling gym in California called Slammer's Wrestling Gym. Slammer's Wrestling Gym. Slammer's Wrestling Gym. Ironic. I can get into that, I'll get into that uh, if you'd like me to. Uh, it's your choice. <clears throat> So, I'll just say this was back in 1996. You want to know how old I was in uh, 1996? You may have been <laughs> negative age. Uh, I, I, I was one. You was one. I okay. was one. Well, in 1996, this would, I had been, back, back in 1996, you didn't have these Fancy, smartphones. Yeah. When you wanted to learn something about the world of professional wrestling, you went to 7-Eleven or Country Mart or Dugals or whatever the grocery store was. Got the magazines. And you bought these things called magazines. And in these magazines, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, Wrestling Insider, you would see ads for wrestling schools here and there, and there just wasn't very many. And I, right before the whole Slammers thing, I, I wrote a letter to the World Wrestling Federation, and I asked them, how can I become a professional wrestler? Uh, I got a handwritten or typed letter, handwritten, uh, signed by uh, Four Horsemen's manager, Tully Blanchard. No. Oh my. JJ Dillon. JJ Dillon. Yeah, yeah. JJ Dillon. He must have been one of the heads of uh, talent back in the day. Sent me a letter. Just said, you know, there's schools. Blah blah blah. And so anyway, I kind of hold that letter as a prized possession in my wrestling collection. So anyway, I found this Slammers wrestling gym. There's a guy named Vern Langdon that ran Slammers, long blonde haired guy, big guy. And I thought he looks like a wrestler. So I had sent them a letter and he called my house and at start asking me why I was interested in being a wrestler, told him everything. And he sent me a t-shirt and said, you ought to come out sometime. So this was prior to 96, probably a year or so. And uh, 1996 came along. He called me. He, he would call me every now and then, see how I was doing. He finally called. He's like, Chris, when are you coming out? I was like, well, I don't know. He says, here's what you do. Buy yourself a plane ticket and come out, and I'll show you around. So I bought a plane ticket. No cell phones at this time. Don't know this guy, except I've called him a couple times. I got on a TWA airplane. Never been on a plane before. Flew by myself to Los Angeles. Got He was there to pick me up. We went out to the Slammers Wrestling Federation shows in Bakersfield that night. Uh, unbelievable show. Just 
the next day we went down to their training facility. I got to get into a ring, find out what it's like to be in there. And I was like, my gosh, this is just what I want to do forever. So I came back a couple days later and me and my wife were together and we had uh, gotten engaged. So I had a regular job delivering furniture at the time and I was like, well, California's just unfortunately too not far. gonna work, you mm -hmm. know. Then I met a guy named Dan Burdick out of Jackson, Missouri and he did some local shows and would go here and there and I knew a guy in my hometown that wrestled for him. I mean, we kind of got to know each other from the gym and he's like, hey, I know this guy Dan Burdick, you ought to come to one of the shows and meet him so went to a show met him uh went to a couple shows did some stuff in the ring not a whole lot and he said hey i hate to do this to you but we're moving to minnesota and i was just getting ready to start training with him in jackson missouri an hour south of where i live so i was like oh, okay so he moves to minnesota and he just said you know you'll come to Minnesota I won't charge you a dime and I will train you to be a wrestler so I got with my family and this is going to make me sound like a really horrible person my dad was sitting in the hospital waiting on a heart transplant and I told everybody that I was moving to Minnesota to become a professional wrestler and I'm also engaged to be married at this time so I went to Minnesota <laughs> And I was there about two weeks training. Everything was fine. I was going to find a job. Two weeks, I hadn't found a job. So was it just you that moved up there? I just went on my own. It was Jumped just you. in my truck and whatever money that I had, I was going to go up there and find a job. And my wife, who was just my fiance at the time, she she's always, I mean, we've known each other for four years prior to us being married, and we've been married it'll be 22 years next month well congratulations oh, thank you and, and all she's ever known with me is wrestling she never was a wrestling fan but so i can imagine she was supportive she was your... she's supportive and as you can tell by me showing up here every month for two years and doing what i do she's the most supportive person there is so i was in minnesota couldn't find a job and one morning, I just kind of started freaking out up there. Still going to that, I, I have some pretty bad anxiety. Yeah. And the anxiety got the worst of me, and I literally got in my truck, and I drove home. I couldn't believe I'd left, you know, my dad sitting in the hospital waiting on a heart transplant, which he ended up getting uh, a couple months after I got back, and 22 years later, he's still doing fine. And... Uh, Moved back, me and Heather got married. Uh, I was like, well, you know, wrestling, kind of put it on the side. Then we have my daughter Paige. I'm just working, you know, actually working at uh, Charter Cable at this time. And I get word that a guy's starting a gym up in Farmington, which is right next to my town, if Park Hills, and a guy named L.A. Cash opening up a gym called Iron Horse Gym. So you got a gym and a wrestling ring in this place. That's sweet. So 
literally for one year, a couple times a week. We might have got in there for 20 minutes, half hour. He's going to help me get into the wrestling business. And so pretty much for like a year, we'd, you know, get in the ring a couple times a week and never, oh, he ended up uh, moving to Minnesota. No, this, that was Dan Burdick. This guy ended up moving to uh, Florida. Super good guy. I'd actually like to see him and say hi. I don't know where he's at. I guess somewhere in Florida still. It's been years. So it seemed like every time you kind of got yourself in the position to train for wrestling, like the trainer always moved away. Moved away. It's like some momentum kind of got going, and it's like, all right. So he moves away pretty much. That was like in 2002. 2003 rolls along. I get a part-time job at UPS in the evening. I get a full-time job during the day. For the next three and a half years, I'm working, you know, 70 hours a week, whatever, trying to get myself to a position to be a UPS driver, which happened in 2006. Been a full-time driver ever since then. I have an awesome job, awesome benefits. We have a really good life. And here about three years ago, I get a, I hear that, in Potosi, Missouri, which is just 15 minutes away from where I live, a guy has uh, started a professional wrestling school up there. So I get on Facebook, look at it, and like, oh, okay, you know. So I like the page. Immediately the next day, I have a message from the guy saying, hey, you know, I'm uh, got this wrestling organization going, and he said, I kind of seen this picture of you and Hulk Hogan. Are you just a big wrestling fan? Are you a wrestler interested in wrestling? And kind of told him the story. And he said, won't you come on out tonight? And we're having a practice and you want to come on up? And I was like, sure. So I guess uh, I would like, I guess this wrestling organization had the potential to be something cool. There's nothing like that around there. Uh, but I'd say it's more, they had a ring, they had a building with the ring in it, but I'd almost label it more like a, uh, just a little notch above backyard wrestling. Yeah, I think I, I, think I know who you're talking about, Okay. Too. He claims he was trained by Jimmy Snuka. I, all right, I don't know what all he's done. He actually is a pretty good wrestler, but he just doesn't seem to have his head on straight. Yeah. And... Things were going good for a few months, and then we started, and he didn't have a promoter's license, and he started running these free shows in Potosi, and we were getting like 70, 80 people into this little bitty place, and we was having some pretty cool wrestling matches. And after a few months, he's like, you're my champion. I'm like, what? (laughs) And he's like, you're going to take it and run with it. And I was like, all right, so I end up winning their Lightning Pro Wrestling Championship. Say what you will about the organization. I got to hold the belt, be the champion. I think I was a pretty good representative of it because yeah. if you've seen anything to do with Lightning Pro Wrestling, Chris Slammer was the guy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me on all those, by the way. So so <laughs> you were you were kind of the Hulk Hogan of Lightning Pro Wrestling. I guess I was the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> all right. Only lost one match. 
I was a whole seven and one. Did you lose it to? Uh, Did not lose the belt. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Brother, I tell you. Uh, actually, I held the belt from March, and then in August, some crazy stuff started happening, and he wanted his belt back, and I don't know what was going on. Don't really understand whatever happened. Pretty much the. He got, I gave him his belt back and still don't understand what was going on to this day. And pretty much it was done after that. They've done a few backyard shows here and there. I think they did something about a year ago. But last I seen, he's trying to sell his ring, which has just been sitting out in the weather for the last two years in good snow. Luck. Yeah, good luck with that. A wood ring at that. And mm-hmm. all, the, all the metal parts are rusted. It was actually a pretty good wrestling ring. but Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's sad to hear. That's so that was up uh, until August of what's this, 2020? So I guess that was 2017, 2018. Yeah, because I've seen their Facebook page before, and like, is that about when everything quit? Yeah, I think so. Like the latest post that I could find was 2017. Because, okay, so because we, I had I had seen that like you were a part of another promotion mm-hmm. and that's how i found the page and i just kind of was like oh this is probably uh, a defunct organization it, it i and i guess it is defunct i don't see anything else happening like i said he's trying to get rid of the ring yeah so anyway uh during this time that i was their champion ccw had a show down in cape and they had Matt Hardy there. And the rest is history. And the rest is history because <laughs> somebody tagged me in a post that uh, CCW was giving away two tickets to that show on a Facebook contest. So I entered my name and I won the two free tickets to that show. So Heather and I came down to that show, I think it was February two years ago. 2007. Matt Hardy, right? It was 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three years ago, and I came down, and then, of course, I bought the, the meet, meet and greet yeah. to meet Matt. Because why wouldn't you? Why, of course, that was the big draw. And then I seen some wrestling action that I really didn't know what I was going to see because I've been to a lot of independent wrestling shows over my life, and I saw WWE quality wrestling matches right here close to home so especially when i see the la hustlers come down i'm like i've seen them guys on wrestling with death mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like well so anyway that was february uh i think i came to a another show and we came down and seen jeff hardy do his concert and i told him i was like you know it'd be sure would be cool if you guys had a, a training a grounds. training thing and I think it was Ken Murphy told me, you know what, we're working on something. We'll be in contact with you. And I was like, wonder if this could be something. So they had a Jerry Lynn seminar down here, and I was totally done with the LPW at the time, and this is before here. And garbage, you know, I garbage training, a lot of bad habits that I had from the LPW, too much time in between ever getting to do anything. I came in, I super anxiety. I come in here and I did the seminar, just what can I do to learn something new to, to be a part of the wrestling world, you know? 
So I did that, and then it wasn't long after that they announced they was going to do the training program, and I was just they were going to take applications. And I was like, I'm hope hope they would accept me. I know I'm a little bit older, but it's like I I like to think that I'm youthful. I'm in good shape, and oh yeah, I got a I love wrestling more than anything, and it's just like man, if they tell me no, I would be destroyed <laughs> yeah I'm, st- I'm still not sure how you feel about revealing your age but like whenever somebody told me your age i was like really because yeah. like i'll be honest with you you look like you kind of look like you're in your mid or late 30s that's, okay that's what well, I, I'll, I'll take it yeah uh, i get a lot of i get a lot of times people be like well i thought she's like 27 28 i'm like yep, Ooh, I really 27 sure i'm 20 I, I stopped aging at 25 so yep. <laughs> so you're like a you're like a mashup between hulk hogan and billy gunn hulk hogan and billy gunn that's right and so anyway they accepted me to their program in february two years ago showed up here with dalton anthony and Trent Daniels and Brandon Barbwires are head coach and I wonder how long it's going to be till uh, Brandon Barbwire announced because he's the head over it, right? He is the head over. Yeah, it. I wonder how long it's going to be until he announces that he's moving to California or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually do that, Brandon. If you're listening, he's cussing you right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Damn it, Kim. Yeah. So anyway, we've been coming down here. You know, it's once a month, but once a month is awesome and i guess after you know we show up on show day and i've after a long week of ups get up bright and early on saturday morning and i come down here and we set the ring up take some bumps and after uh after a year of that they kind of started incorporating us a little bit in and then i had my first my debut which, the, the one night riot match, one right? The one night riot. Mm-hmm. And I guess, as you said a while ago, the rest is history. I've been they – must, they must like Slammer Mania a little bit. They keep, uh, they keep having me come back. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great feeling. And it's also helped propel, propel me to do some other things, too. I've recently got to go down to Southern Elite Championship Wrestling a couple times. Yep. And hopefully get to do that some more, and I will make my debut at New Breed Wrestling up in Eldon, Missouri, That's on the twenty eighth of March. So, I've been, I've had a couple other places reach out to me. So, I don't it know, see, man. It seems like I'm, just I'm still waiting on Vince McMahon to give me that call. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it seems like just getting into CCW and stuff. Like even if it's winning those two tickets from that Facebook post, like mm-hmm. it's just completely turn your life around it has it's made your dreams come true it has i mean like every that. and that's why you know i'm a little bit older and it's just like i don't know why people would ever give up on their dreams if you got a dream literally go after it because you only got one life you ought to do what you want to do i just couldn't sit at home and think well what if right what if i could have been a wrestler what if yeah and it's like you know, it's not too late, and I I think I can do this for a while. I mean, I'll tell you, man, I'm not I'm not gonna like throw streamers at you or anything. You but like, I think you're kind of a just looking at you wrestling, starting wrestling at your age. I think you're kind of an inspiration to you know some of those people 
that are in your shoes that are like, you know, it's it's too late to follow my dreams. Like, it's never too late. It's never too late. I, I see people, I, I probably read a little too much Facebook stuff, but I it, one, one thing, I, I'm a positive person. I, I try not to let stuff bother me and uh, I just always try to have a good positive outlook on everything. And when I see somebody saying, I'm old. I'm I'm 30 years old. It, it amazes me the people that think they're old when they're 30. And that's just an example. I see this a lot. It's just like, get out there and do something. Sure. Do it. What, yeah. what is it you want to do? Just go do it. You know, Bob Backlund, uh, mm-hmm. back 1993, he was done wrestling, came back at 45 years old, won the championship. Jericho, he's still wrestling, 49 mm-hmm. years old. DDP didn't, fun fact, DDP didn't start wrestling till he was 35, correct? I think he 35, was 37. 36, won his first championship at, what, 40? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people don't like the stuff that Vince does, but, you know, I mean, you got Goldberg. He, he's never been a real good wrestler. I was never a big Goldberg fan because I always wanted Hogan to beat him. Right. But... You know, guy's 54 years old. Apparently, Ben still sees something in him to have him keep coming back. Yeah. He's a, a draw. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, a definitely. Lot, a lot more people want to see him than the people that don't want to see him. Right. You know, and I just seen, you know, I, did, I didn't realize this till the other day that Bobby Fish is 43. Really? What? Bobby Fish is 43. I didn't know that. I just watched the thing about that, and that just really hit me, and I was like, this is awesome because i i love bobby fish i mm-hmm. think he's an awesome wrestler he's a he's a current guy i don't i mark out for hulk hogan i mark out for like these legends that i've seen my whole life jericho i would mark out if i met him just because i've always been a fan but a lot of the more recent guys i kind of feel like i well i am i'm i'm one of them you know what i'm saying but if uh, Bobby Fish, I've always been like, man, I just like this guy's style and stuff. And then all of a sudden I find out how old he is. I'm like, it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, first time I saw Bobby Fish was actually on Ring of Honor whenever mm-hmm. he was in Red Dragon with Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. I mean, he's still wrestling with Kyle O'Reilly. So he that, is. that's just a. That's just cool. That's just a tag team, like, they click. They, they do click. I seen him before they became a tag team just when he was just a singles on his own then all of a sudden i seen here's red dragon it's like mm-hmm. man they're pretty pretty I, good tag team <laughs> i love i love the red dragon i do too so it's like you said it, it's awesome that it still works mm-hmm. through a little click you know yeah like there's those tag teams like kind of like the new day you know they'll the they'll, new day i hope they never break them guys up. right they they were do not break unless yeah. you're going to make Big E champion or something That's, do not break be, these guys up that'd be the only reason for them to or even if they they don't even need to break because I, I i don't see him as a heel that dude that dude is probably the most charismatic coolest wrestler out there mm-hmm. uh, that i think and it's it's like Put that belt on that guy. Yeah. And then he should have never took the belt off Kofi. I, eh. I, I like Kofi as the champion. I think it's awesome. It's a good story. 
I kind of see Brock Lesnar. Why? Just like the whole Goldberg thing. Yeah, I think it was just because of like the Fox deal and yeah. stuff. But I mean, and that's somebody. You know, I like Brock. I like Brock Lesnar better now than I, I did. Yeah, I think Brock's a great. Fifteen years ago, I think Brock's a great storyteller. Like, yeah. right now, like in that, that battle royal, he that Royal Rumble he was in. Mm-hmm. I was like, once it got going, I was like, it'd be really cool if he just threw everybody out of this ring and won it. I think that would have been kind of. Cool I think it would have been really cool. But I think, like, what did happen, though, with Drew McIntyre eliminating him, like, they – so Brock's just this – he's, like, one of the bigger guys and not physically, but just, like, draw-wise uh-huh. in WWE. And I'm like, whoever eliminates Brock from this Royal Rumble is going to be the next big guy, and yep. they're going to win the Royal Rumble. And it was Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And he's just on this big hype train right now. He is. So – I'm I'm so happy that they're and it's cool that they that. finally made him the chosen one mm-hmm. after all these years because I didn't I wasn't a big Drew McIntyre fan either when he first came up I kind of liked him with the with the three man band yeah I know that was was kind of silly but now he just wasn't he just wasn't ready he to, wasn't he needed to go away and yeah and I think like going back to talking about like how brilliant Vince really is just he is just releasing these guys to you know let them go out and improve their craft and come back yep and just and look how much better he is now yeah and even all even aspects. even like Jinder Mahal or John Morrison yeah who just recently came back I was what we was up in St. Louis at the Monday Night Raw back in October mainly because Hogan was going to be there but that match with Drew McIntyre and Ricochet is just like brilliant match. Mm-hmm. Like man, Drew McIntyre just knows what to do at all times. Yeah, just such a good match that night. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of we'll go into a couple fan questions we had from the page here. Uh, Jonathan Graham, Big John, Big John, shout out to Big John. He wants to know, uh, and I'm just reading this how he said it. What made you such a hokamaniac, brother? Just like I said, 10 years old, whatever, I see Hulk Hogan, big muscles, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. And it's just like, man, I'm going to work out and train. And I mean, Hulk Hogan, he just, I could, it, it never got old watching him hulk up and you drop the leg, the big boot. Even when he turned holly, when he w- turned NWO, I went right with it. Did, never, never wavered on him. It's just like I will be your follower no matter what you do forever. So that's me with uh, Brandon Barbwire because like, <laughs> so I've been going to CCW shows since the first one. And I've only missed one so far. Um, Brandon Barbwire was the first guy that. So the first match was actually a tournament match between Brandon and Sexy Sarge, right? Sarge. Sarge Sarge being the heel at the time, actually, and Brandon being the baby face. So uh, I grew up in the Cape Girardeau area, so the only wrestling we kind of had, which now we've got a lot more wrestling. Like, I can drive up to St. Louis. I can Mm -hmm. drive down to Memphis and so on. Um, But all we had was WWE or... TNA on TV, yep. and once this indie wrestling company came to Cape, I'm like, holy cow, there's wrestling in Cape. I have to check this out. And I went to the first CCW show in 2016, mm-hmm. 
and like Brandon Barbwire was my first favorite and it's like now he's playing now he's playing a heel role in CCW and he actually, he actually actually fits him well. He, it does. He's, he's a heel. You ought to be in some of his training sessions. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Ouch. Ouch. All right. Ouch. Uh, but, yeah, like he turned heel that night. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, whenever uh, Hollis joined Pinnacle and stuff, Jeff Odell turned on him. He turned face. And then recently turned heel again, but it's like Brandon's <laughs> It's kinda of like the big show. Yeah. <laughs> Make well, up- <laughs> but anyways, uh anyways, Brandon to me is kind of what Hulk Hogan was is was and still is to you. Yeah. Like I I'm a loyal Brandon Barbed Wire follower. Yeah. And I can probably say that about Austin Lane too. Austin Lane. Which is kind the of best. which is kind of a problem. Best of the best. I took him on in of the best my first of the best. singles match here in CCW. That was true, yeah. And Thought he, I fared he, pretty well too. Yeah, I mean, you looked pretty good. He put that. Uh, he did put that baby mask on you or whatever to call yeah, out Christopher his, Daniels. Uh, but uh, Mr. One Hundred hadn't poked his nose in too many times. Uh, let's trans. Yeah, that's going to actually transition us to our uh, our next fan question Uh-oh. from from Michaela Minton. She wants to know what made you join House 100. You know, for a year, I had been doing my thing here in CCW. Then what was the January show before the riot match? Uh, Mr. 100 invited Jackson Crowley into the House 100. And I believe Mr. 100 was standing there with Jackson and Dirty Jake, I believe was the champ. Was he the champion at the time? Uh, you're talking about uh, you're talking you're talking about when they had that tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. Jake Durden won that tournament. Okay. To, because Marco and, got hurt and had he the, got hurt. Yeah. So, who all was in the ring? Damone, and they were started. Jackson told him no. He didn't want to be part of the organization. Yeah. So it was, it was Damone Hollis. Uh, do you recall a couple of young ring hands and me and Trent Daniels went out there to help out Jackson Crowley. Mm-hmm. Took a pretty good beating that night from the House 100. Yeah. A really good beating. And, you know, I kind of blossomed into my own, I'd like to say. Not one time did Jackson Crowley ever say, hey, man, thank you for coming out to help me, brother nothing but you know time and time again i've been in the ring with the la hustlers austin lane not one time has mr 100 ever said anything but i respect you slammer he's always said how much he respects me so he has respect for me and i will be in his corner doing whatever he needs me to do I think that's a pretty fair answer to Michaela's question. So there you go, Michaela. So there's been a lot of people saying that you've gone Hollywood now, maybe? We'll have to see how it works out. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you hit that leg drop on Jackson and, I mean, just this sudden wave of excitement came over me. It was like... Because Dalton had... It was too sweet. It was too sweet, but uh, Jackson 
No, uh, Dalton ended up. My Mega Brother partner, the Macho Manch. Are you guys still the Mega Brothers? We're the Mega Brothers. All right. We'll but, always uh, be the Mega Brothers. Yep. For life. Until uh, until you guys fight over Miss Elizabeth and Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing can come between brothers. Yeah, or so they say. No, but, no, uh, not me and Macho Manch. We're we're you guys are tight. We're tight. Tight. We're brothers, brother. Yeah, but anyways, whenever you drop that. Leg drop on Jackson. I stand up. I'm like, Slammer's the third man. Slammer's the third man. Slammer is the third man. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was kind of interesting earlier to just kind of hear, like, your story of, like, how you became a wrestler and, like, all, all the the trials and stuff you've it's gone through a, and stuff. been quite a bit, and I'm glad to be able to call CCW home. Yeah, he's, he's cutting that. He's switching over from kayfabe to shoot now, just in shoot. case you didn't know. Shoot. <laughs> we'll work yourself into a shoot, brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a Hulkamaniac, it is that all the time. You met Hulk Hogan before, couple right? A couple, couple times. A couple times. That's on my that's on my bucket list, probably. Yep. And it was pretty cool the last time because they actually locked the shop up. Whenever I got there, they kind of know me down there now, and his manager said... Hulk will be here in just a little bit. And I was like, really? And he's like, yep, he'll be here in about an hour. I said, we'll be back in about an hour. I came back and I seen the shop manager go up there and shut and lock the door. And Hulk came out and he's like, Chris, brother, about time you got down here. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's <laughs> talking to me. He knows my name. So got to spend about almost an hour in the shop with him with it locked. And... It was unbelievable, unbelievable being his presence. It's just he's so so much larger than life. It's crazy. Yeah, if you hear, if you hear some background noise right now, there's a lady looking for Otis. I, I'm not Otis assuming, Crowley. I don't think it's Otis Crowley. Crowley. I think it's a different Otis, but uh, maybe it's Otis Crowley. Maybe he's mm, here already. Maybe he is. Yeah, I hear. He's uh, probably lurking around in I, the I rafters hear, or down he's, in he's the basement. He's probably he's probably waiting in the parking lot Might because be. apparently I'm supposed to fight him in the parking lot according to Big Lee. Which uh, I never said, by the way. I never said I hated Otis. I just said that uh, I didn't know a lot about him, which I don't. And I think to have him on podcast, get to know him. I mean, he's going to be on the Big Lee's World podcast, so that'd be kind of an opportunity to to learn more about sure. him. And who knows? He, maybe he maybe he'll come on here sometime. I mean, he's always welcome to Otis if you're listening. There uh, you go. There was your invite, Otis. There's your invite, uh, champ. Chris, we're gonna. We're going to kind of start to wrap this thing sure. up. Uh, I know you said you've got a show coming up on March 28th. What's that promotion called? That is New Breed Wrestling. New it's Breed up in Wrestling. Eldon, Missouri. I'll be wrestling the Iceman. The Iceman. Ooh. The Iceman. All right. I've heard I've heard the Iceman before. I think I've only seen him. He's a wrestler him. for a long yeah. time. Yeah, he's another one. I think one. he's the international dance champion. Yeah, he's another one of them that are getting up there. Yeah. No offense. But uh, actually, he's older than me, so there you go. All right, well yeah. there you go. Um, any other shows you want to kind of plug right now? Uh, let's see. I'm sure we'll have something CCW. What March 21st? March 21st. Yeah. So I can only assume that Slammer Mania will be running wild that night. Should be. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back from S Southern Elite Championship Wrestling. Hopefully, be getting back down there. They said they want me back. So yeah, that's great, man. World, worldwide, man. I don't know where we're going after that. 
Could be. Could be in WWE. Could be. At the I, end may of the year, you down, never... I may. I may run down Florida again this summer and uh, invade the NXT uh, place and performance center. Performance center yeah. and go back in there again. Yeah, you never know. Wait, you been there before? I've been there. I didn't get in. I didn't. It, I just went up to the door. Oh, okay. You have to have a tryout invite, and they oh, weren't doing tryouts okay. and. It sure would be kind of neat to do that, though. Yeah, I know they do tours sometimes. They do tours and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'd like to get in for a I tour, possibly, sometime. I didn't want to overstep my boundaries down there. I really yeah, wanted to go knock on the door, but there was a security guard out there, and he was actually pretty cool. He asked me if I was a wrestler, and he's, I was like, well, not here. And he's like, oh, you make a good one. So mm-hmm. I took that as a something Compliment, positive. Yeah. He sees a lot of wrestlers there every day, so. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, where where can people find you at social media-wise? Well, you can find me on Facebook at Chris McFarland, M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D. You'll know it's me by the Hulkamaniac-looking picture, profile picture. Uh, Instagram at Chris underscore Slammer, all lowercase letters. I am at Max Jim, M-A-C-S-G-Y-M, on Twitter. Uh, gosh, I've got... A YouTube channel, Chris, Chris Slammer, Chris McFarland. I'm quite sure what that is. I, I've got a TikTok channel. I really don't do much on it, but I got it. All right. Uh, so so you anyway, got, you got some of your matches up on YouTube. YouTube's too, got also. pretty much everything. You can go back on there and see some of the LPW stuff. Really? Oh yeah. We got LPW on there. We got our CCW matches. So I'll, I'll have to check out match the match from. Uh, a couple weeks ago at SECW, mm-hmm. so you can see me on each uh, promotion there. Yep, I'll have to check out the... I might make some silly little weightlifting video or something. Might be something UPS on there. I like to... I'm yeah. a well-rounded slammer maniac, brother. Yeah, I'll have to let... I'll have to go check out some of the, the Lightning Pro... Is that Lightning, Lightning Pro? Pro Wrestling. Lightning Pro yeah. Wrestling. I'll have to go check out because yeah, I don't should. think... I don't think I've ever seen any of your stuff from yeah, there. Yeah, it's not very good, but hey. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. At least they didn't move away on you. That's right. They just they just went defunct. Yeah, that happens. So, anyways, we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, I'm gonna go interview uh, that trending Trent Daniels guy. I hear I hear he's not very liked by House he's, 100. He's not very liked by pretty much anybody, especially yeah. females. So, yeah, there's kind of a reason for that, but yeah, don't, don't, I'm gonna, not not quite sure what happened to him. We came into CCW together, and I just remember us. Slam Jam. Slam Jam. Mm, what happened? We were going to be a tag team, and well, I kind of threw him out of the Battle Royal that one night ride. I hope he didn't hit his head that night and mm. make him want to start fighting girls. I don't yeah. know. You know, I've talked to him about that. Yeah, I'm going to try to hopefully get some get some info out of him. But he, but, is, uh, he is the men's champion. I mean, is the men's champion. Yep. He's, I guess, your modern day Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's what he calls himself. But uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, at Four Sides. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Four Sides IV. Make sure you like this episode on your select podcast platform, whether that be uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform I end up on next week. Maybe Apple Podcasts will finally let me in. I think they should, or I'll drop the big leg on them. Hear, hear that, Apple? Uh, who runs? Uh, Steve Jobs? Steve, no, no, Steve Jobs is he dead. He, he's dead. Man. Whoever's in charge, I'll give him the big boot and leg drop. Yeah, and you'll be on there. You heard it. You heard it. So, uh... I got some pool, brother. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and hit this stop button. Thank you so, so much for joining for joining today. I hope you kind of learned something about Slammer or 
and or maybe have been inspired by his story. So, Slammer, so. thank you so much again for coming on. We're going to wrap this up. I will see you guys on the next episode, which should be the talk with Trent Daniels. So until then, peace.